This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. Happy Tuesday, two for Tuesday at Salisbury House. Taco Ter- Tuesday, Tequila Tuesday. Terrific Tuesday, yeah. You got the favorites there, Tequila movie, Tuesday. Movie, movie Tuesday. Um, We're just happy it's Tuesday here. Something else. Tacos, tequila. Movie Tuesday. Movie, yeah. Movie deal Tuesday. What else happens on a Tuesday? Pasta Tuesday. Pasta Tuesday. That's, yeah. That's another one. BP, Boston Pizza Pasta Tuesday. Yeah. Is it all you can eat or is it just cheap pasta? Not the know. pasta itself, I think the it's price. Just, I think it's just a price thing. I don't know if Boston it's all you Pizza, can eat. yeah. Boston Pizza. You can really pack away. That's all Olive Garden only does that. We, we just sit there and yeah. eat 12 bowls of pasta. Um, the, uh, the Boston Pizza Schooner used to be a two-for-one Monday. That was a Monday. I remember in college going to watch Battle of Alberta playoff games and half the guys in my class and some of the girls were from Edmonton and then there's a couple girls from Calgary and there was a big rivalry and we'd always go to Boston Pizza Monday Schooner Night. Two-for-one Schooner Nights, which oh, baby. that just, if you're in college, cue up the we're going streaking like in old school. Will Farrell. That's where that leads to. Hey, uh... Forche, remember Wednesdays at the Villa? Yes, I get, do. Get the dollar draft. It was also dollar my, draft. It's my 18th birthday on a Wednesday uh, at the Villa. Whoa. One, one heck of a time. I'll Wednesday tell you nights. that much right now. Was there ever three for one here in Manitoba? No. Well, maybe when I, but uh, one, one dollar draft was the cheapest that we had. There was a pub, uh, Billy's Pub in Lethbridge. It's now a Moxie's. And they they would have Thursday night dollar draft night three for one and and a three for one Ooh, night baby and it was you fill the whole table up eh oh I mean five dollars you're like it's time to go and I'm never <laughs> doing this again two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight that got outlawed real quick for some reason <laughs> by the way two four in conservative leftwards they outlawed that real quick by last, the way but it lasted uh, well it lasted it was a blast lots to get to over the course uh, of the show today um, we're gonna go over the league awards uh, mid season. Who's the favorite for the the Hart Trophies, the league MVP, the Norris in, in terms of defensemen? We'll talk about that as the show goes on. And over the rest of the week, we'll we'll go over the Vesna, which I don't even know if there's a discussion on that one, but maybe we'll we'll, we'll find some talking points in that. Uh, the Calder, the Art Ross, the Calder's interesting, and we'll get into that as the week. That is, uh, that it's it's getting interesting as the week uh, sort of goes on um, as well. Um, the Blue Jays adding uh, another uh, player. We can we'll talk about that very, Finally, very briefly. Yeah, if you're a Jays <laughs> yeah. fan, and uh, some some talk about the Penguins and what they're planning uh, on doing and what they're what they are they are they ready to go all in on one more run? We can get into that as the show goes on. But the big news here in on 680 CJOB and in Winnipeg Jets land is Declan Chisholm being claimed uh, yesterday at one o'clock. By the Minnesota Wild. Already have some text messages here from some of you guys. Bill in St. James says, I'll assume people will be piling on Chevy, but this is a CBA concept to give tweener players an opportunity to make big money, uh, right? And then Robert says, hey, Cam and Jim, I hope uh, Chevy can put the final touches on what the Jets need. Well, now Declan Chisholm is uh, a member now of the Minnesota Wild. And I've seen a lot of stuff on social media. I've seen some comments. I go on. I go on all the boards, and I look and see what people are saying, what people are are talking about. Um, and when you lose a player for nothing, Jim, there's always people that are going to look back and they're going to say, "Hindsight's twenty twenty. Why didn't the Jets do this? Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they put Logan Stanley on waivers? Why didn't they do this? Why didn't they trade someone in the offseason to avoid a situation like this?" Nobody wants to lose any player for nothing, right? 
You never want to. And the Jets have done a little bit of that over the last little bit. Jonathan Kovacevic, uh, Jansen Harkins, uh, Mikey Asamont. Declan Chisholm is the sort of the latest to this this list of of, of players that the Winnipeg Jets have lost on the wa- waiver wire. Now, I totally support this entire situation. I support Declan Chisholm being put on waivers, um, and I have a lot of reasons for that. Uh, and I and I kind of have it into the into five questions, Jim. I have it into five questions. What is he worth right now, as of this instance? I'm not talking about any other time. What is Declan Chisholm, who's played two games in the National Hockey League this year, what is he worth? What has his impact been so far on this team that has a real shot at a good cup run coming up to the playoffs? What has his impact been on that so far? And none of this is discouraging or or going after the player that Declan Chisholm is. He's a great hockey player, right? That's not what I'm trying to say. The Winnipeg Jets obviously would have preferred to keep him. They would They tried to keep him in the organization here. Right? Yeah. Another question I ask. What's his future? What is his future on this team? What's the alternative to what to putting him on waivers? And looking back, how did you know what was going to unfold over the course of this season? Maybe the Jets needed an extra defenseman. You prepare yourself and you put yourself in a position to win and make sure you have more defensemen because what would happen if there was a couple guys go down? So that's I don't think that he should have been traded in the offseason. I, I think this situation has unfolded, and I think it's happened the way that it's happened, and I, I really don't think the, the, the club or the franchise has made a mistake here. I think they've actually made the right, the right move. Declan Chisholm, now a member of the Minnesota Wild. You never want to lose anyone uh, f- uh, for free ever. And it's no disrespect to Declan Chisholm as as a hockey player, but I think that when you ask yourself all those questions, it makes sense as to why he was put on the waiver wire um, and why the Winnipeg Jets did what they did. Well, I I look at it almost the same, but a little differently. Like, I don't – what are people saying online? Like, they should have waived somebody else? Uh, Well, I mean – Because the idea of trading him last year is ridiculous. Because or you don't, or you don't know the, you're going to trade. Or in the offseason. Oh, the Jets should have taken care of this log jam in the offseason on the blue line. I've heard that. What log jam? Well, they, they need these guys. What, 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 are they gonna, what, are they, what are they looking for at the deadline right now? A right shot at D. <laughs> yeah. So now uh, going in the deadline, you have a couple pieces in a log jam that you can deal to get a right-handed D. Mm-hmm. And most of them are left-handed. I, I, so I don't, like, to lose a guy on waivers and say you should have traded him six months ago, What's the trade value for Declan Chisholm? Well, what was it six months? Is it different than it is now? So, I look, there's two ways to look at this. The Jets have lost four to five players on waivers right now. Jansen Harkins Recently. is not a regular in the National Hockey League in Pittsburgh. Just And they have a lot less depth in the forward core than mm-hmm. the Jets do. He's mm-hmm. not a regular. He's been up and down, yeah. and I think he's down again. Um, Johnny Kovacevic can't stay in the Montreal lineup. He's a healthy scratch. And I'm not knocking these players. These are players the Jets would have liked to have kept. But there's not a guy who's left here and is all of a sudden a, a top four D pairing or, or contributing on a third line somewhere. Yeah, These are depth pieces that get moved around in the National Hockey League to what the original texter said about this is a thing to design so you can't sit on players. Mm-hmm. If another team wants a player and you can't work out a trade or whatever and you can't send them back down, this is a way for other guys to move around. And the best thing about this for Declan Chisholm is now he's got maybe a brighter future for a contract and all that. Yeah. 
All this being said, do they want to lose him? No. Did I want them to lose Declan Chisholm? No. I like Declan so Chisholm. Do I. So I've do watched I. him play a, a couple of games in the Moose for the years last now. Two years, for and I years, really like him. For years, Jim, you've been talking about Declan yes. Chisholm. You have. Yeah, for a couple of years now, I've said, I really like Declan Chisholm. I think he's going to be an NHL defenseman and a, and a point-producing one. But then it brings us back to right now. Yeah. And where are we right now? you're in the top five in the National Hockey League and you are going to try and win the Stanley Cup and you're probably going to try and do it again next year with predominantly the same lineup or some additions. Where does Declan Chisholm fit in this starting lineup right now? I think he doesn't. Even if you look at the future, Ville Hainala won a job at a camp on this roster. Billy Hainel is ahead of him. People are gonna. People are probably talking about Logan Stanley. I didn't check yeah. online. No, no, there was talk about Logan Stanley. But Logan Stanley and all that. Logan Stanley would have been claimed too. Yeah. And then people might sit here and go, "Well, good," because well, I don't like Logan Stanley. We have Declan Chisholm, and I'll say this again: Come April, first round of the playoffs. There's two injuries at the end of the regular season and two injuries in the first round. I'm playing Logan Stanley ahead of Declan Chisholm. I don't think Logan Stanley would have even made it to Minnesota. When you go Probably down the not. list from the yeah. bottom to the top, in, in terms of who has the opportunity to claim somebody as a, a way, I don't think I don't think you would have even got thick to Minnesota. Defenseman who's got 150 games on his resume is going to get picked up sooner than a guy with four games on his resume. Yeah. So and and they're going to pick him up because he's a, has an expiring contract, mm-hmm. and they're going to be all over that. So I I understand people being because I'm disappointed. I really like Declan Chisholm as a defenseman. I think he's going to be have an NHL career, and it's too bad to lose him. But this is the other part of what this season and where the Jets are has done mm-hmm. is they are in a little bit of a different. And for all the people last year and the year before that have been yelling at and screaming, blow this thing up, blow it up, blow it up. We haven't talked about that much this year. Mm-hmm. Should have they have blown it up? Clearly not. Did they need to reboot or reload? They reloaded. They don't need to gut it and go all over. And I said this for year, three years now. When you the Wheelers and the Dubois and the Shifleys and the Hellebucks were coming to the forefront. But even if you lost all four of them, you still have Connor, Ehlers, Morrissey, mm-hmm. Lowry. You do not have to rebuild this. And Mark Chipman said that when he was on my show this year. The 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 whole rebuild thing gets thrown around a lot, and people think it's two to three years and it's over. It's not. It's a fu- like ask San Jose. <laughs> that's not that's not a two to three year fix. Chicago there. has Bedard. When do you think Chicago not only is going to make the playoffs, but when do you think Chicago is going to actually compete for the Stanley Cup? What are, where's Buffalo right now? Five where's to Ottawa? six years away. We're where's still Buffalo? waiting on Buffalo. We're, we're still, still waiting on Detroit. We're still waiting on Ottawa. To, and Ottawa just to make the playoffs. Pierre Dorian, when he was the general manager of the Ottawa Senators, expected that this team would be competitive. Three years ago, and the and the rebuild would have been over, and it's still going on. So I don't even get back to, and if you're listening, I apologize. I don't get back to you when you tell me to blow it up and rebuild, and in two years from now get a bunch of picks, and in two years from now Ottawa has a bunch of picks, Detroit has a bunch of picks, Buffalo has a bunch of picks, and they've been everybody's been waiting for them to make the playoffs for three to four years now, and they're still not in all of them. Yeah, and when they get in, they're not competing for the Stanley Cup; they're just getting in. A rebuild is ridiculous when you have the assets and the staggered contracts coming up like the Jets have. I don't think the Jets are ever going to rebuild. I think the Jets are constantly going to retool. They'll move on from two key pieces or three at a time like they did this past season, and they'll solidify some things and they'll make some moves. So that all being said, back to Declan Chisholm, I am disappointed the Jets lost him. 
I would have liked him, and I think he has a future. But this year and next year, next year maybe if they could have stuck him through, he'd be around. But right now and where this team is going, I'm not playing him ahead of Vili Hainola, Logan Stanley. Yeah, no, and I'm sure certain the organization is ups- is disappointed that they lost him too. I'm for sure they are. 100%. Um, but we need to look at the alternative. Somebody had to go down, Mark Shifley coming off IR. There had to be somebody that had to move down for that. If you're going to trade Declan Chisholm for somebody, that you have the same problem. You still have to move someone and down. Just one more comment so like, on so the So Tony Otto and, Al, yeah. and uh, you know, Axel Janssen, Fialbi, you could drop them down after they've been so effective over the last little bit. This was the decision that had to be made. There had to be a tough decision made at at some point, and this was the right one to do at this time. And this is you just, can't convince me otherwise. This is just um, one more comment on the quote unquote. Yeah, log we, jam. We, yeah, we got to get going. Okay, I'll talk about yeah. this later. Okay, let's take yeah. a break. Let's come back. We'll continue on to this. Um, we'll get your text messages on. We're going to a bunch of text messages from you guys too as well, and we'll get Jim's uh, added thoughts on this. Uh, so yeah, we'll come back. More to come here. Don't go anywhere. Jets at noon on six eighty CJOB. We'll expand on your thoughts, Jim, about about the logjam at, at defense when we come back right after the twelve thirty news coming up here. But I wanted to get some text messages in. Uh, is Chevy signing RFA D men Dylan and Demello? Uh, we have a few young guys in the system. Give them a try. That one from Big Spence. They're not. They're not RFAs. They're UFAs. Yeah. So they're going to walk. If yeah, he doesn't I think, sign I think him. And I that's think what I think does, he meant. That's he, what I think Spence Oh, okay. Meant. Yeah. So he, he does want to sign them. I, I don't, like, <laughs> I'll get in the log jam too. It's a good thing. Why are you upset about this? No, Why I, are you upset that you have this log jam of talent? Why does it have to be gotten rid of? Well, and I'm, I'm looking at this right now, right? And we're going to get into it. We'll get into this a little bit more here. Um I mean, if they feel somebody can do what DeMello or Dylan does, they will let them walk, use that money elsewhere, and bring that player up. I don't think Declan Chisholm is going to do what Dylan DeMello or Brendan Dylan does. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Welcome back to the show, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Andre attacks the show, talking about Jack Declan Chisholm, who was claimed on waiver wire, off the waiver wire yesterday from the Minnesota Wild after he was placed on waivers by the Winnipeg Jets uh, on Sunday. Andre attacks the show. DC was paid for what he did and did what he was paid for. That's all there is. That's all there is to it. Sure, you want to keep him, but he didn't make the team. That one from Andre. Uh, this person texts. He says Stanley has 150 games on his resume, mostly bad. Chisholm's games are all good. He's played two games in the National Hockey League. He's played four altogether. Oh, okay. Um, he's a better D-man, less expensive, and has a way cooler name. That one from Glenn. I like the way cooler name. Glenn. He does have a cooler name. Declan yeah. Chisholm is a. Great handle. It is, yeah. Again, I'll ask you, game four of a series, you're down 2-1 this playoffs. There's injuries. Are you playing Chisholm or are you playing Logan Stanley? Yeah. On your bottom pair. I, I go back to his impact so far in his I'm, career I'm in looking, the National I'm Hockey looking League. at Logan Stanley all day long going, I need seven to eight solid minutes from you here, and I need you to kill penalties. Okay, the log jam on, on defense, Jim. You wanted to say De- something Declan about Declan Chisholm is an offensive defenseman. I've got offensive defensemen. Billy Hainala is above him. I'm and using also the guy with 150 defenseman. games experience in a playoff game when I got injuries pile up over the guy who has four. 
You don't think that the but Jets that, again, also aren't going to try to acquire a depth D-man? Yeah, I can't say enough. I are. like Declan Chisholm. I, I think he's going to have a long career. I think I, I like everything about him. Yeah, I think he's going to put up some points and and play well for them. But um, so the logjam I don't get. Like here's the other way I'll put it. For years now we've been hearing about how the Jets and and Ville Hainola and they're holding Ville Hainola back and give Hainola yeah. a shot in this. And then the argument comes up. Um, you know, well, look at how they did in the playoffs. They lost in the first round or they lost in the second round or yeah. they didn't make it. And if Philly Hainola, okay. If anybody out there, and you can text 780-6868, thinks that the Winnipeg Jets would have run an extra round of playoffs had they played Philly Hainola, let me know. Yeah. Um, the things that have plagued this team and they've done wrong and have not had to which many of the players, Morrissey, Lowry, Connor, come on the show and say, we've underachieved the last five years. Philly Hainola is not going to fix all that. Yeah. But I will say this, for all you people who've been waiting, 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 he's going to be an RFA next year and through injury now, he would have started this year and hopefully would have paid 82 games. And yeah. he could go into a contract negotiation going, here's my 82 games, what's my next contract look like? Injury is going to affect that now. But how many of you are going to be upset now that you're going to probably sign Ville Hainola for two to three years at probably just over a million dollars? Mm-hmm. And say Vili Hainola is as great as we you all think he is, and I think he's going to be pretty solid. By year two or three of this contract of just over a million dollars, when he's playing 18 minutes a night for you and probably on one of the power plays, how upset are you with how he hasn't played the last three years? Yeah. yeah. So, A, I don't think he would make a difference for them to have beaten Vegas in the playoffs. B, I don't think he would have helped them get past Montreal the year prior to that in the second round. And C, the contract looks good. This logjam idea is a gr- is a good thing. The last thing you want is no logjam. Mm-hmm. To be going in a trade deadline and going, I can't deal any of these prospects because I don't have any more. Yeah, they have uh, Solomon, the defenseman, playing great in Europe. Yep. They've got Ville Hainola coming up. They got Logan Stanley, who I think they're going to do something with. This I, I think, yeah, I think so too. Move them around, well, or something. And, and that goes to the point of the future. What is Declan Chisholm's future on this team? If the Winnipeg Jets do want to keep Brandon Dillon and they do want to keep Dylan DeMello, where does Declan Chisholm fit into into this team moving forward? Well, that's what I mean. So he well, would, it's like Jonathan Kovacevic, right? Yeah. Where, where where would Jonathan Kovacevic, if he was not claimed on waivers by the Montreal Canadiens last year, where would he be right now on this team? He would be in the Moose. Yeah. And so somebody texted us and said he's playing 16 minutes a night in Montreal. Yeah, for 41 games a year, great point. And he's also been healthy scratched eight times. And so what does that tell you of the 16 minutes a night he's playing when he can't stay in the lineup? Yeah. It's not really great 16 minutes. Now, I like we, we have to dissect it this way, but I feel bad because Johnny's a great guy, yeah. and so is Declan, and I'm glad they're going to get an opportunity yeah. on lesser teams than the Jets have to play 12 to 16 minutes a night and earn an NHL paycheck. Good for them. They've worked really hard to get to this point. I'm happy for them. Yeah. But neither of those guys are coming in this lineup. Yeah, they're not finding their way in right now. And listen, the Jets need to be in a win-now mode. They can't be developing yes. Declan Chisholm. They and, can't and be worried I, about, I, oh, let's, but let's play the young guy. Let's develop a little bit. Listen, this, they need to pick up points. They need to win. I had a, I had a, great, um, I had a great debate with Ross Levitan while you were away, too, about he's like, just move on from Logan Stanley already. Just wave him, get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. And I said, why? Like, to me, when you're talking to Montreal about Sean Monaghan, there's your Logan Stanley. Mm-hmm. I will, you talk about Kovacevic playing 16 minutes. Here's a second-round pick. Probably going to be a first now, but I doubt the Jets do a first. But here's a second-round pick. Here's a fourth-round pick two years from now in Logan Stanley for Sean Monaghan. Yeah. 
I, I just, but if you take out Logan Stanley and put in Declan Chisholm, I think that changes that deal for Montreal. This texter says, absolutely. All the players the Jets have lost on waivers would not have played, and it does give them the chance to play in other weaker teams, which is why they have a waiver system. Goes to show what depth we have as a team. Sandra texts the show. She says, I usually agree with you, Jim, but not today. I'm putting Stanley out there only if I require a pylon. Sorry, not sorry. That one from Sandra. Okay, well, Sandra, uh, last year's a prime example. You're playing the big, heavy, thick Vegas Golden Knights. And you're going to put Declan Chisholm in game four of that series down 2-1 over Logan Stanley. I'm sorry. I'm not. What, what do you, First of all, what are you going to get from Declan Chisholm come playoff time? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, we don't know because he's only played four what games. What are you going to get from Logan Stanley? And, and albeit, I'm not defending Logan Stanley's career. It's been very up and down, and it's been very sporadic, much like the times he's played the 150 games. But I will put, when I need seven or eight minutes come playoff time, Logan Stanley out there ahead of a guy who's never been in a playoff game, Mm -hmm. ahead of a guy who's only had two games this year. So, again, this is I love the discussion around it because all the passion, and we don't always have to agree at all, and we we take all the takes, but that's just the way I feel about it. It all comes back to, do they want to lose Declan Chisholm? No. But of of the names we could throw out there, Tornado, Janssen Fialbi, Stanley, I think all of those guys would have been taken. I yep. wasn't sure if Declan would or not. He was. It's disappointing. Janssen Fialbi found his way onto the Winnipeg Jets from the waiver wire from Washington. That's how the Jets got him. Yeah. So, right. And now the conversation begins with where do they go from here, right? Mm-hmm. And and what do they do with what's left and where they go? But, um, you know, they lost Mikey Asimont. They've lost Jansen Harkins. They've lost Johnny Kovacevic. Yeah. Um, Mikey Asimont's the only guy who's an NHL regular. You know who? You know where it is a big blow. It's a big blow to the Moose. That that's who it's a yeah. big blow to. Well, and to the Jets. Like I yeah. mean, but that's to the Texter's point about the waiver wire. That's why it's there because there was a time before some uh, the CBA put it in that all these guys would just hang around an organization, not playing games, and six years would go by, and then their career's over. The waiver wire is designed to limit the number of players on the active roster. A first round pick this year, mm-hmm. and um. Mason Appleton is their prediction to get Elias Lindholm here as a rental. And that's interesting to me because would you Jets fans be okay with Appleton, Chaz Lucius, and a first round pick to get Elias Lindholm for basically two months? Yeah, I think that is yet to be defined. Like, I think if you talked. And they did Colorado and Boston. Like when we and- had Kevin Chevel Day off, and I know sometimes he doesn't really say all that much, but. I think he's being truthful when he comes on and says, you know, are you ready to go all in? And we asked him that question and he goes, well, we have to wait and see what happens. I think that's what it is. I don't think any of these decisions have been made. Should the Jets be going all in? I don't think a first round pick. It would have to be a mind blowing deal for the Jets to have the first round pick in well, play. They, I, I, Elias I, Lindholm, if that, if that was the price and they, they could do it, they would have to get Lindholm, control. Lindholm would have to sign here. There would have to be term attached to it yeah. if they're going to trade their first round pick. The Jets, they just don't operate like that. I would be very surprised. They've done it in the past. They have. Um, but I, I just don't, I, I just don't, I just don't see it. Anyways, let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. Of, and thanks for all the takes on yeah. Chisholm and everything else in the no, text absolutely. and emails and all that. Uh, well, this text says he's waving Chisholm possibly an indication that Salomonson is ready to make the jump after his season in Sweden is over. Uh, I don't, I have no idea. Well, that's what I mean. It's not, it's disappointing. They lost him. It's not catastrophic. No, that's a great way to put it. Uh, heart trophy, Norris trophy. Uh, 
who's up? Who who is at the midway point of the season, the unofficial midway point? I know it's not exactly the midway point. Who's first in uh in those categories? Best defenseman, league MVP. We'll discuss that. And uh the Penguins. Um, what are they looking to do? Like it's they're an interesting team as they age. Uh, are they still ready to go for it? Well, we'll talk about that when we come back. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. I'm going to read one more text message and then we're going to move on because we've got some other topics we want to cover here. Uh, but this text, and I, I agree, Declan was a ch- casualty of war. Team played well. Injuries hit players move up to replace. At least we have that depth available. So uh, just like that, like that text message, I totally agree with it. Um Hart Trophy, League MVP, Norris Trophy. We'll get to some of the other uh, awards over the course of the week here. Uh, Jim, who do you like so far for the Hart Trophy? Well, to me, it's a two-horse race between Nikita Kucherov and Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Um, while you were away, I put out a tweet. I said, I don't understand why everybody's on McKinnon winning the Hart Trophy. I think he's the front runner. But Over no, Nikita Kucherov. Nobody's talking about Nikita Kucherov. Nikita Kucherov currently leads the NHL in points with 85, one ahead of McKinnon. And since I put this out, and this I'm not trying to say it had any effect on anything, yeah. but it caused some debate on social media with my followers. But then they went back and forth. Kucherov would score four points with a hat trick. Then McKinnon would have a hat trick. Then Kucherov would have yeah. three points and two goals. And But I just think nobody's talking about Nikita Kucherov. He has 85 points to lead the National Hockey League right now. It's kind of, uh, and why is it? Because people are tired of talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Is that I don't know, to but do to it? me, it, like he's won the heart before, but to me, he's more deserving this year because Tampa Bay isn't that good. Yeah. And, well, they're and, not as good as they have been. Exactly. So I think he is literally kicking and screaming this team towards a playoff spot. Nathan McKinnon, though, is locked and loaded. Nathan McKinnon is a player I've always liked because not only does he produce this many points dynamically, but he is a force. He he is the powerful way he plays is so like attractive to watch. Yeah. Like he just wills things on his back and the shot and everything. So those two are the front runners for me right now. But then the debate comes David Pasternak, Connor McDavid, JT Miller. See, here's the thing about Connor McDavid for me. I think, yeah, I know they're on a 16-game winning streak, and that's all great. Um, obviously, it's pretty outstanding. Uh, the beginning of the season is gonna is gonna haunt Connor McDavid. That's why I don't think he's gonna be he's gonna be winning the league MVP, even if he does get to 200 points, which he's not. I don't think he's going to this year. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Well, he's done crazy things. From what I've things. heard, he's playing his best hockey, right? Like he's sort of will give up when they started losing and Chris Knobloch came off, they'll give up points to to get some wins. Yeah. And that's the old, like that's Ovechkin, that's everybody, right? Like remember Ovechkin telling the Toronto media a couple of years ago that once I realized I needed to play defense and not help mm-hmm. score more, that's when we started becoming successful. But I wonder, I wonder if this is the year that McDavid isn't a finalist for the Hart Trophy. And I don't even think there's ever a year that he wouldn't be. He's still the best player in the league, is he not? Yeah, well, I think he like, is. Is he better than McKinnon? Here's here's something here's something crazy, Jim. Connor Hellebuck. MVP. Why isn't he in why isn't he in the conversation? Because he's a goaltender. Carey Price won it once. I think he should be. Why considered. shouldn't why shouldn't why shouldn't Connor Hellebuck at least get a nod? And and I and I agree. I think Nikita Kucherov and Nathan McKinnon would be the two guys, but why shouldn't Connor Hellebuck be in that conversation? So here what I'll do. I got Just because he's a goaltender, he doesn't get league MVP. It's it's discrimination. It is discrimination. Our goal it's, is it's a anti society. it's anti goal goal tight. He the league is an anti goal tight. <laughs> 
Jeez. They could have thought of Our something. Our goal as a society <laughs> should be one without classes. That's right. Um, but but he's top, not having a league MVP caliber season? No, he is. Yeah. I, I think here's what I would do with my top five and put them in any order. Well, here's what I'll do right now at the midway point yeah. of the season. My my three finalists at the midway point would be Kucherov, McKinnon, and David Pasternak. Okay. I think David Pasternak is one of the main reasons Boston is where they are. That's a good point. And not getting enough love for it or, or notoriety because of no Bergeron and Krejci. So I think David Pasternak's there. But I'll give five, and then we you weed it down. I've got Kucherov, McKinnon, Pasternak, and then I throw in McDavid, and then I throw in Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. Those are my five candidates for MVP, you? Uh, well, I got I got the same list here, Jen. Oh, well, then the you start team. with the D man then. Yeah. Um, well, this one, like l- looking at how I know how the Norris Trophy is decided, whoever has the most points, most of the time. Yeah. So I think right now Quinn Hughes, he's got sixty-two points. He's having an, uh, uh, you know, like almost a historic uh, point-producing season for the Blue Line. I, I think right now, as of right now, it's his to lose. Um, the question is, does Josh Morrissey get a nod? I know he's not even in the top 10 right now in terms of scoring on defense. Um, but is, is that a kind of guy that maybe gets a nod for how well he's been playing defensively as well as also producing points? Yeah, I don't think so. That's not how the Norris trophy happens. I think it'll probably be Noah Dobson and Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes. It'll be the three guys that get nominated. Um, and I, I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's Quinn Hughes' to lose. What is Quinn Hughes' defensive numbers? Because that's always been the knock on him, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to look that up quickly. But I have him as a top five, too. And I have yeah. him in the top three, actually, at the midway point of the season. Quinn Hughes, uh, Kale McCarr as well. Then I'm going to uh, throw uh, a little, um, I don't know if it's a curveball, but uh, Victor Hedman is fourth in scoring at 50. I think Victor Hedman has a resurgent year. Last year, he was not very good. He struggled a little bit. Was his numbers were way down? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched about four or five Tampa Bay games this year, and Victor Hedman is back. Yeah. Victor Hedman is who's won this before, um, so I have him in there too. Noah Dobson, I haven't watched enough. I've seen him play two games. I know he's got the points, and I like his game, solid defensively as well. Uh, so I got Hughes, <laughs> McCarr, Hedman. Uh, I'll go. I'll throw Dobson in there and Roman Yossi. Can I leave you with one final thought about on MVP for Hart? What about Josh Morrissey? I really love his defensive game this okay, year. For the heart, I'm but with yeah, you on that. I'm, I'm with you on that. Ahead, yeah. JT Miller. Well, you know how should, I feel about should JT he be Miller. In, should he be in the conversation? At least in the conversation. Well, the reason I didn't throw JT Miller in there is because Brock Besser, Elias Pettersson. But I look, he's a 90-point guy for the past couple of years. I love everything about JT Miller. Yeah, except for when he told his goalie to get off the ice here in Winnipeg. <laughs> you know, I think Brock Besser is going to win the Bill Masterson. I think I think he deserves the Masterson. I think he deserves. Yeah, that. that's a good one. We'll do some more awards. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to this. Anyways, thank you very much, Jeffrey Fortier, for producing the show. Jim Toth will take you all the way until three o'clock. That's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. I'll see you. Chats at noon on six eight CJOB.